at this time. Think about us late at night in your bedroom as the most powerful men in Canada discuss Top Tech. This week, Buyer's Remorse. <laughs> are you the creepiest man on radio? So, so wait, are, are they supposed to think about us being in their bedroom at night? <laughs> they, yeah. Or, or is it night and they're supposed to think about us while in their bedroom? I hope that it's while it is late at night they should be thinking about us. And they can think about us in their bedroom, or they could be in their bedroom thinking about us. I think more from column B, less from column A. Mm-hmm. So why buyer's remorse today? Well, well <laughs> recently, yes. Apple did another refresh of a lot of different hardware, which was kind of came out of left field for a lot of people. probably noticed that every three months, a company's always putting on a press release saying, here's a new thing. But Apple gets a lot of press because they tend to have set refresh cycles where they'll say that something will sit a certain way for a year and then they'll have a refresh. The iPhone gets a new refresh every year. The iPad seems to get a new refresh every year. Uh, that didn't happen this year, did it? No, they changed their schedule up a bit. But companies do that all the time, right? You really can't rely on when people are going to release electronic equipment. There's so many different variables in it besides just when the company wants to release it. There's all sorts of other companies that are making stuff for them. There's technologies that haven't been invented yet. There's research and development that they're working on. But yeah, people had been expecting new Apple portable device to come out every year. At the same time, every year. Yeah, yeah, and they completely threw everyone a curveball and released a product six months after releasing a product in the same area. And basically, they discontinued a product after only six months, a product that was a smash runaway hit, and they've now made it so you can't even buy that product anymore, and you just have to buy the next generation of it. That idea of buying a product and then having that buyer's remorse afterwards that you've bought something that is immediately now obsolete. And that happens with any product you buy. You're always going to be either from another company or from the same company, at least you're going to be every year, your technology at the speed technology is moving, you're going to feel like your product is obsolete. I think people just really were surprised by how quickly this time their product was made obsolete. Let's be honest here. (laughs) This is not necessarily meaning that your product is obsolete just because a new product has come out. The iPad 3, which is what we're talking about, is still going to work just fine for the next two to three years. If you treat it well, it's probably going to be able to work for longer than that. It'll probably stop getting software updates in two to three years, and it'll be harder and harder to find new applications that will support your device. But it's still going to work. You know, you might not be able to get the latest software on it, but you're still going to be able to work with it as long as you actually don't destroy it. Like, there's no switch that somehow makes your product not be able to do the things that it was doing yesterday. We've actually talked about this a bit before. This idea of buyer's remorse is something that is a strange phenomenon, in my opinion. It's something that takes hold of you because you feel like... Form you got a, cheated in a way. The real issue is that technology is going to move forward and there's always going to be newer stuff all the time. So the question is, how do you deal with that? We all have our own strategies about that, certainly. And I, I, if you don't mind, I'd actually like to go ahead and give my idea first here. Of course. We love your ideas, Ian. It all got started for me back around the time of the iPhone 3G when I won one in a raffle. Wow. Yeah, I actually ended up uh, putting 20 bucks into an online raffle. That was scary in its own right. PayPal money directly in. Oh, you won an iPhone 3G. So here's 200 bucks in your bank account to go pay for it yourself. Really weird. Yeah, it was a really weird (laughs) raffle. 
That is a weird raffle. However, it happened, and so I got the iPhone 3G. And then Roger says, well, iPhone 3GS is coming out this year. A year later, you can't have it because you haven't been with us long enough. I thought, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to get on this train. I can deal with the 3G for another year. Big mistake, but that's another, that's <laughs> another episode. Meanwhile, I was dancing around with my 3GS. Look at how fast it is. Look at my so compass. So it comes to the iPhone 4, and I get in, and I think, this is fantastic. I love my iPhone 4. Next year, the iPhone 4S comes, and Rogers does a solid for its customer, saying, hey. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Rogers did the opposite of a solid and said, you can't have it. <laughs> we call that a liquid. Yes. <laughs> Maybe a so gas? I decided at that yeah. point, you know what? I'm going to change my upgrade policies. I'm going to upgrade every year from now on. Yep. And I'm going to sell back that device to the open market, either on Kijiji or Craigslist or other third-party seller list is available, and hopefully get back about uh, $200 less than I paid for. This is a great way of dealing with it. And it's been working rather well for me. It worked for my iPhone 4 to get into the 4S. It worked going from the iPad 1 to the iPad 2 to the iPad 3 for me. Your method for dealing with this is not to have to have any remorse because you just buy the latest thing every time. But it is dealing with the, not dealing with the remorse by buying into it, but it does it does require quite a bit of pre-planning and its own discipline. Yes, this is made all the more complicated when you're in a situation where you have the mobile phone industry, which is predominantly a contract-based method of purchasing the phone. So you're actually subsidizing your phone which is hundreds and hundreds of dollars for maybe 100 or $200 you're getting it for because you're agreeing to stay in a contract for two or three years. Mm-hmm. In the United States, they have a two-year upgrade cycle generally for smartphones. In Canada, we have often a three-year cycle, which is just it's terrible. It's, mm-hmm. it's really bad. And so your method is one that I have also recently employed. It's a method that worked so far. Yeah, it could fall on, down on you, I guess. Yeah, how would you like to hear about a, a way that the wrench has been thrown into it? Oh, I, I love wrenches. I don't actually really want an iPad 4. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do tell. I don't actually see enough of a benefit in the upgrade for me to try selling my iPad 3 and then waiting for the availability of the iPad 4 and sitting and waiting without an iPad. Certain products, especially when you're forced into a two-year wait, because of contracts or, or, or lack of funds or whatever reason, when you can skip a generation, the rewards of getting the new generation are greater. From skipping a generation, it's really noticeable improvement. When you do a generation that's just a single generation, often it's not as noticeable. When you have a generation that's only six months in technology difference, you're probably going to see so little difference that you're right. The effort to deal with that and selling and waiting and, and dealing with People on Craigslist or Kijiji or whatever, oh, that's such a terrible thing in many regards. I guess you can get lucky sometimes, but I've had lots of experiences that have made me think, you know, is it worth it doing this? And for something well, that's a minor upgrade like that, I could understand why you would uh, hesitate and say, you know what, maybe I'll just wait till the next generation. Downside of chasing the dragon like Ian does. <laughs> is... I love the idea that Ian is an opium Exactly. Um, Kids don't do drugs. Part of the downside of this, of course, is that you're having to 
really take care of your devices. And not a lot of people are terribly, um, terribly careful with them. So you're, you're trying to sell back a device to somebody else when you're selling it used. You're trying to sell it back to them where the battery's been maintained in a way that you, is, like, is like in the way you'd want to receive it if you bought something like new. You want to get something that six months or a year later still you know, takes a full charge and lasts an entire day. So you can't you know, be mean to it that way. You have to look out for scratches and blemishes, that kind of thing. Trying to sell something with a cracked back obviously is not the way to do it. It also has the problem of whether your device still continues to have resale value. Because, mm -hmm. for example, I have an iPhone 4S. If I turned around and sold that on gazelle.com, if I can do that here in Canada, but if I tried to sell it on an online clearinghouse like that, I might get almost all of the money back that it would be worth, which yeah, would be I fantastic. Resale. But I have, I'm staring right now at a Drobo second gen. Mm. And we talked about Drobos before. So I have a second gen Drobo, but Drobo... They've released a lot more Drobos since this one has come out. Even though I bought it for about $450 when it came out, and that was with a rebate. Because they hadn't released any of these other newer ones yet. This was still kind of the best one on the market. And if I tried to sell it now, I probably wouldn't get anywhere near the money for it that, that I would expect to get to it. I might get maybe 200 250 bucks for it. Because people would say, well, why wouldn't I just buy the slightly better version of your thing for about you know 100 bucks more than you're trying to charge me for it if I try to charge them $400 or $350 for it. If you're using like HTC phones or if you're using a Samsung phone or you're using an LG phone or like that, they're all going to have their own different resale value on the market as well. And in some cases, it's just not worth trying to trade in a Samsung Galaxy 3, that might actually have a lot of resale value still because it's still fairly new. But you try to trade an original Samsung Galaxy, and you might not see anywhere near the resale on it that you want. And they also have their own product cycles. And this is another one that's possibly going to bite me in the butt next year. I'm a little bit late to the iPhone 5 party mm -hmm. in that I was on vacation in another country because I needed to use my unlock phone there. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't sell my iPhone 4S until I got back, which was two weeks after the announce date. Now, usually, I like to actually, the minute something gets announced, put my device up on the market to make sure that I, A, can get as much back for it as possible, and B, so that I can start the pre-order for the new device as soon as possible mm -hmm. and get, uh, hopefully, a full year out of it. That's not happening this year with my iPhone 5, which means that when it comes around time for the next cycle next year, it's going to be less than 12 months I've had it. And, I mean, that may be good for the resale price, but... Will I feel like I've gotten enough use out of it in 11 months? Just make the effort worth it. Well, another thing you could possibly do, maybe I'm in a situation that most people aren't, but I could get another phone to temporarily use to be able to do texting <laughs> and stuff and then actually put my phone for sale beforehand. But then I'm out the device that I like to use for a while, right? Or then you're using an iPhone 3G, yeah. which is what I tried doing for three weeks before I made my girlfriend upgrade to a, to a 5 so that I could use her 4. <laughs> Oh, the politics of love. Yeah. Love and technology. Tammy, my wife, she loves technology and she is as quick or if not quicker to upgrade than I am. So I hear these stories every once in a while of guys talking about, oh, yeah, I got this phone and, and gave my girlfriend or wife my old one. And I was like, that would just not fly in my relationship. Because in no my house, uh, I, bought, I, I bought my wife when she was, I think, still my girlfriend or we were engaged. Or I, with her parents, bought her a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Meanwhile, I'm still running this old Athlon X2 beige box put together thing I made myself. I'm like, I'm not trying to buy myself a new computer. I'll buy her a new computer. She's <laughs> going to get a lot more, you know, interesting use out of it than I'm going to. I got her old PowerBook 12 inch, yeah. which I don't use. 
Yeah. Do you have a strategy? Because actually I have a strategy for dealing with buyer's remorse. My strategy is along the same lines as Ian, where I also want the technology right away and don't deal with the buyer's remorse because I, I generally have a good idea of product cycle refreshes and when I think I want to upgrade and I sell my old product and buy the new one. I also do a little bit of just sucking it up and dealing with it. As Ian pointed out, it's not obsolete. Your technology still can do the things you want it to do that it did yesterday. And sure, there's new things that it can't do that this new thing might be able to do, but that doesn't negate the usefulness of your current device. And I generally try and do enough research so I'm not buying things just right before they get a refresh, which, you know, let's be honest, the majority of consumers of electronics aren't geeks anymore, and the majority of people are not doing the kind of research we're, we're doing before buying their products. This is something I hear a lot. BG brought up a story a little while ago about saying that your father was going to buy a third gen. Just, yeah, just about, and you stopped him and said, hey, wait a minute, that's products being refreshed already don't do that. But I think that that story is extremely common. And and unfortunately, the larger story is that a lot of that doesn't get caught, right? Salespeople don't tell you, hey, maybe you shouldn't buy this because they just want to get rid of their products. And not everyone's calling their family members and, hey, should I buy this thing? I think that that is a, a problem in the sense that we see it as a problem. But I think the majority of people might not even ever find out afterwards that they missed out on a brand new product that just came out. I think most people buy what seems like that's interesting to them when they need it or want it and they get it and use it and hopefully they like it and continue to use it until it doesn't do what they need to do after that. And I try and kind of have that mentality for the majority of things I buy. One, because I'm kind of cheap like Beach, and but two, I do break from that every once in a while and buy the latest thing and sell the old thing. But I don't generally get upset about buying something and then not having the newest thing. I either live with it or do something about it, you know? If I had bought a uh, third-gen iPad a month ago, I would be looking immediately, can I return this and can I get the better thing? Because that's what I – and apparently in, in the case of the iPad – there is provision for that kind of thing. There are some stores that are taking them back up to 30 days after purchase. Apple wants their customers to be happy and not feel like they got screwed, obviously. And you get those things back in their refurbs and you can do much like what I do, which is when I can, we'll buy refurbs of stuff. I might wait until the fifth gen comes out and see if I can get a fourth gen on refurb. Or maybe I won't even bother because it'll be the, the, the third gen will be just fine for me for a long period of time. I don't have to always buy all the new stuff all the time. And I'm going to just kind of draw this out to a larger point. I bought a really nice projector recently. I really love it. I have no need to upgrade it because I really, really love it. I, the new ones have come out, and I've been like, boy, those are really nice. However, the one that I have is 1080p. It shows great when there's a limited light in the room still. So I'm like, it's nice and bright. has great contrast. It has HDMI ports, which is what I need. bought this set of speakers. Two months later... I found out that the company who released them, these are Pioneer Andrew's jo- Andrew Jones Design Speakers, he released a new set of these budget-level speakers. And I was like, oh my god, new ones! And then I thought, it doesn't make my old ones sound any worse. My old speakers I have still sound great. They were still cheaper than the new ones that are coming out. And I don't have to have the new thing every year all the time. You said suck it up, and I'm, I kind of took it another way. I just I think of it in terms of learn to love what you've already got and don't spend a lot of time trying to find a way to make replacements all the time just so that you can have the latest, greatest thing. Learn to love the thing that you've already got, and you'll find you'll be a lot happier and a lot less stressed out. Hmm. So I guess the lesson to learn then from this episode is to uh, love the thing you've got unless you really, really love something new or you can sell the thing that you love for a good price. 
That's a lesson I'm taking home. That's a lesson for all of life. And on that bombshell, we have been the most powerful men in Canada. My name's Ian Horner. I'm Johnny Blakebro. And I'm... <laughs> I've got nothing to say. Brendan Beach Deary. Beach has nothing to contribute. And I'm gainfully employed. He's not going to give us anything. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. See you next time. The most powerful men in Canada would love to hear from you. Please contact us by visiting our website at toptech.tiltyhouse.com if you have any comments or if there are any subjects you'd like us to cover in a future show.